Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Screen Time Sports with Trevor and Big Mike. This is the place to hear all your NBA and NFL content. We are at the halfway point in the NBA season. Trevor, what teams do you like? Let's hear from you. Well, um, I just got a handful of teams. I just want to start with teams that are um, like really, really overperforming from what they're projected or what everybody thought and they're going to. I just want to start with the Miami Heat. Number one. Sleeper team. They're uh, number two in the East right now, and um, they're way, way over on their uh, biggest under over on wins. And it's just um, 18 crazy. and one at home. Crazy how hard they've been playing. I mean, they're a scrappy team. Jimmy Butler hasn't done caused any drama. He's just been. Hey, he's been a leader. Yeah, he's been a true leader. He's been um, a guy who uh, that distributes the ball first three quarters, fourth quarter comes. He uh, if he can get a good shot, he's ready to hit over. that clutch three. You know? Yeah. Um. Um, other teams like um, I mean, I didn't think the Mavericks were. I thought the Mavericks were going to be where they are now, but a lot of people didn't. A lot of people were sleeping on them. They um, so a lot of people they've overperformed. Um, you got a team like Utah who that's um fourth right now in the West at twenty eight and thirteen. You no, know, Mitchell's a man. Yeah, they're playing good team ball without Conley. Even um, I think that they'll fall apart a little in win wise, win loss wise when Conley gets back. So I have to build up that chemistry. They never really got it going. Conley's having one of the worst statistical careers in a long time. Um, Let's talk Memphis. Memphis. Um, they're, sitting at, they're sitting at the eighth seed in the West. They won the six West is, straight. And it's competitive. Yeah. Um, those, those are all good teams. They're, I was going to get to them. They are um, overperforming whatever I thought they were going to do. It's John Morant. But I don't see them keeping it up. I think they might. Well, he, you know all rookies hit that rookie wall. Yeah, and they're and gonna, John, John Morant's bound to hit that wall at some point. And when they do, it's not going to look good for the Grizzlies. Yeah, and I just don't see them holding on for a playoff spot when it's going to be this tight and competitive. But you got to look at Port- Portland's bound to take that eighth seed, you think, right? I think they're going to get the seventh seed, to be honest with you. I think Portland and San Antonio are going to find their – they're going to fight their way in the playoffs. Let me lose. Sleeper team for me going – and they might be able to sneak their way up to the, to the eighth seed in the West is the Pelicans. Dang the Pelicans. Brandon Ingram, career high, 49 points. Yeah, but they're going to get Zion back soon. And that's and, that's, that's going to help their team. Yeah, but it's going to be a chemistry issue. But, okay, you lose a few games, but you're going to win more than you lose with Zion. And I think teams like them and Memphis are going to want to tank to try to get one more young guy on their team and you know, one more lottery pick they can add. And, um, I mean, jump to the Eastern Conference, you got teams like like the the bottom that are competing for a playoff spot, you got Orlando, Orlando, Brooklyn, both in the playoffs right now, at seven and eight. I think bull take, bull take right now. Charlotte is taking that eighth spot. I think Charlotte. I, I, I don't know who's going to take the eighth spot. I would like to bet that Brooklyn's going to stay in the playoffs because they they're going to have a healthy Kyrie now, and um, even though he's said some comments that are a little weird, um, the team seems to be still behind his back yeah, and well, with him, uh, and, and that's cool. But uh, I think Kyrie just is not going to miss the playoffs. I just don't he, see he's happening. that guy. I do like let's let's talk about those comments real quick, just because he it seems like he's just not he wasn't very confident in his team. You know, he said we need one more star player to compete with these. Well, other he didn't teams. say star. He said a couple more pieces to complement the star. Right, right. But with that, I mean, they have a lot of talent on that team because yeah, yeah. KD like you know when he's able to play. I, I think he said that in a way, trying to motivate the guys they have. Like me too. I think he was kind of calling out like a Jared Allen on that on that interview. He's but, supposed to be better than what he is. Yeah, and also, I mean, you 
that interview was clipped. Like, it, like they always take they, clips they like take that the from worst Kyrie. parts. They make it yeah, sound and they, like. yeah. It, but I mean, Kyrie came out and said that in an interview today. If you, if I mean, you, I mean Friday, if you listen to it. But anyways, yeah, I don't see. I mean, Charlotte, they very well could. They're in the race. I mean, I, and Detroit's obviously going to drop out if they have a fire cell, which they're shopping Drummond and Blake Griffin's out for the year. I don't see Chicago making a push. Yeah, I mean, they could try, but I they don't have – I mean, it's got to be between Charlotte and Brooklyn, right? Yeah, I, I think so. you can leave Chicago's name in there for pushing. I mean, uh, they have good pieces, but I don't like their coach. I don't think the players like their coach, so they're not going to try hard for that coach. But – um. Washington's an interesting one because they might get John Wall back sooner than later. And if he comes back a little healthier than expected and a little better in shape, they could make a playoff push too. But um, there are a couple games behind the Hornets, 13 wins instead of 15, but they could easily make a playoff push. Now, I mean, like Cavs, New York, Atlanta, they're, they're down and out at this point. They're not coming back. They've only won – the Hawks only won 10 games. I don't see them being competitive. They haven't been all year. But, yeah, those uh, those teams at the bottom, it's going to be a, a bloodbath in both conferences this year, I think. Oh, yeah, they're both more competitive now. Mm-hmm. But you see you see those star players like Kawhi heading to the West? Yeah, and the – But it made the East more competitive. Well, let's talk about the Clippers um, so far, halfway through the year, and um, – to me, they've been a little underperforming. They uh, they don't they lose to the bad team. Like they lose to bad teams because they don't show up. Now when they play the Lakers, they get up and they hoop. I mean, when they play big teams on national TV, they come out. But I mean, it worries me that they're chilling when they play some of the bottom tier teams. You think they'd be one of the best defensive teams in the league? Probably the best. And I think when the playoffs roll around, it might be a different story. But they just haven't been that in the regular season. Kawhi. Kawhi's going to have to play a little bit more, I think. And he's going to in the playoffs like he did in Toronto and like he's done his entire career. But um, that's just who he is. And uh, I mean, they already have they already have the mentality of like a championship team. Like, hey, we're going to coast through the regular season. And I don't really like that. This team hasn't won a championship. Like, I believe the only person on that team that has a ring is Kawhi. I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong. But, um, yeah, they, they already have that championship team mindset in there. I mean, they're a contender, but they're not champions. They need they're they're playing like it. It kind of worries me that they might get a little um complacent and maybe get a first round not exit, but first round surprise. They play some. They're at three right now. They would play. Um, they would actually play Dallas, which Dallas. I don't think Dallas. Dallas is my team, but I don't think they match up well against the Clippers and the Clippers. No, they don't. I mean, yeah, yeah but. I mean, that's still be a good series. And they're, I think the Clippers, if they're complacent in the first round, they're like, oh, it's the first round we're a championship team. They might lose a couple games. I just don't like the way they've been playing. They, I mean, they're still fine at 29-13. They have a great record. But, yeah, they've been losing games they shouldn't be losing. All right, let's get into these NBA award races, starting off with Coach of the Year. For me, I like Eric Spolstra. Yeah, Miami Heat. We all know this. He, we all know he's a great coach, but like like we talked about, this Miami team is a surprise team, and the and it's usually those teams that win Coach of the Year. Like, yeah, it's usually that coach that wins Coach of the Year. Last year, it was it was Nick Nurse, and you know he was. I mean, it was a surprise. I mean, we knew they were going to be good, but how good? And it's just, we didn't expect this Heat team to be any good. I mean, it's just a bunch of rookies and Jimmy Butler. And Bam. And Bam's been borderline all-star this year. So so I got 
I, I got him as the coach of the year, unless the Heat just screw up. The sec- for the second half. Like they, I mean, they, they'd have to do some bad things just to, for him to lose out. Trevor, who do you got? Um, let me just throw a couple names out there. Um, I like um, I like a couple coaches. I like Eric, but I also like Quinn Schneider for the Utah Jazz. Um, just what he's done with uh, without Mike Conley for 20-some games, how long, or however, however long he's been out. But um, I like Nick Nurse again with um, – Losing Kawhi, and they've just still been contenders and how they've been fighting. Um, they're still a tough team going to see in the playoffs. But um, you got Rick Carlisle. And um, you got him. Uh, I know it's kind of – you can call me a homer. But no. Rick Carlisle, what he's done with uh, that, with that Mavs bench, they have one of the best benches in the league. And they have the most um, – they have the best offensive, efficient, offensive Effic- efficiency, efficiency um, in NBA history right now, if the season ended today, they would have the most efficient offense per 100 possessions in the NBA history. You can, um, you can easily argue that. And um, another name I'll throw out there is Nate McMillan for Indiana. What he's done with um, Al Victor Oladipo. Everybody, kind of, uh, everybody was kind of the beginning of the year. Oh, let's hope they can get through the first half without Vic. But what he's done with Brogdon, Sabonis, and everybody's wondering, is Sabonis and Turner going to work? But um, – he uh, didn't have any questions about it. He knew it was going to work with the uh, brain he has, and he's just made it work with Miles being a defensive plug and uh, Sabonis just getting buckets and playing good defense too. And Brockton's been elite. A lot of people had questions about that contract he gave him, but he's been looking really good, and uh, Nate's been a big part of that. But I think, me personally, I would choose Rick Carlisle just because of that offensive efficiency. I know Lucas is a big part of that, but. They haven't had KP for ten straight games now, right? And they still have that. They still have that great offense, and their defense hasn't been that bad. And um, that bench, that bench unit, has been very good for them. And it's been a lot of Rick Carlisle calm plays. With um, he likes to have two ball handlers out there at once. You have then on that bench, you have Jalen Brunson, you have DeLon Wright, you have Seth Curry who can handle the ball a little bit. Even and, a little bit of JJ every now and then. Yeah, You're lucky. J- JJ, when the, um, the offense is a little flat, and he, he bring JJ out there for a spark of life. And um, the way he's just ran it, it's just been – I mean, they couldn't have helped for a better season. And Rick Carlisle has been the reason for that. He's just been running the offense, running the defense. He's um, having them switch defenses. They would go from uh, man-to-man, and then they switch the zone, like, by possessions. And you've never seen that out of the Mavs before. But Rick Carlisle um, changing his ways a little bit. But I think you could also argue – my second choice would be Nate McMillan, just the way he's been doing uh, doing things in Indiana. It's just been nice, and when he gets big back, um, if they if they keep this up with Victor Oladipo, I think you could easily give him Coach of the Year. No, for sure, I, I totally get that. And you know, let's just let's go into some of these player ones, and let's go ahead and start with Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that's um. Okay, this will be a quick this, conversation. This is because, an easy um, one. Jaw's gonna win. Yeah, two letters. J A. Yeah, Jaw's gonna win Rookie of the Year. Um, no doubt about it. Um, he's run away with it. Um, nobody's catching him. Don't tell me Kendrick Nunn's catching him. Don't tell me anybody's catching him unless Zion comes back and puts up fifty and thirty. Okay, <laughs> right. There's there, that's that's the only way I would consider having. I mean, Z- even if Zion puts up monster stats, I mean, Grizzlies are in the playoffs right now. The season ended today. That's great. Rookie point guard leads his team to the playoffs. Even though and he guards- almost had dunk of forever. That when he tried to dunk on Kevin Love, man. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, it's just crazy the way he's performed, especially that you think that he's rookie, electric. Rookie guards crazy, usually yeah. struggle a lot. But crazy. He's, Call me crazy, but he reminds me of a young Derrick Rose. Yeah, the way he – well, he's also – it scares me a little bit, but he is reckless as by the way Derrick Rose was, and it, it's fun to watch. And uh, I think he's a little bit better of a facilitator. Like he's like yeah. Derrick Rose, but a better facilitator. He can get the same buckets. His jump shot's better. I mean, his jump shot's been great this year. So you, you think Ja becomes the youngest MVP? No, <laughs> no, because I think Luke is going to be that. But um, we'll get into that later. Um, uh, yeah, um, he. But I mean, the NBA is looking great with these young players. But yeah, Jaw's going to win Rookie of the Year. Um, so let's get into who we think is going to win Sixth Man of the Year. Um, I personally think it's um, it's a fifty-fifty shot between two players right now. I like Lou Williams. I think he's the front runner right now, the favorite. He always is. He's a great six man. He just his starter level first come off the bench. Yeah, he, he's a he's a six man with starter minutes. Yeah, and uh, another player I think is uh, Dennis Schroeder. He um, has been getting starter minutes, but there's just so many point guards on that team. He has to come off the bench, um, and he just gets buckets. And his, he hasn't been a liability on defense how he has in the past, like when he was a starter in Atlanta. And I think he uh, now OKC stays in the playoff hunt. He could uh, be talked about for a uh, six man of the year, but um, yeah, it, there's not a lot of Montrezl Harrell you could argue, but yeah, I think um, those are the two top guys right now. Um, Mike, do you want to go ahead and uh, talk about most improved player of the year? Yeah, like I said, for six man, I'm, I'm going with Lou Williams. Also, with most improved, I'm going with my boy from Kansas, Devontae Graham. Yeah, I love watching him play. Uh, he's really consistent from three, and he's also really good about distributing the ball. Uh, he's a he, he's a real young player, but you know, y'all. Last year, he he was playing in the G League, and here he is in the league putting up. Yeah, when he was in the league, he was averaging what four points a game. Something, yeah. something doesn't need to be talked about. Yeah, um, he I and mean, he killed it in the G League last year, and you know now he, you know he's starting for the Hornets. He's popping off. I think he's my number one guy for most improved. For uh, most improved, um, I I like Devontae Graham. I think he's a good story. Um, I I mean, very easily he could win it. I think he might be the front runner. But I mean, who I would choose right now? I'm voting for the first time in NBA history somebody wins it back to back, or for the somebody wins it two times. I'm voting for Pascal Siakam. He's just taking that next jump. He's um, I mean, he's now he's averaging 24 points a game. He's playing like. The number one guy, like how um, the Raptors want him to, playing like a superstar. And um, before he was just playing like a role player. And I mean, that was great for him last year because that was a great jump. But he's taken, he's done the jump that he did last year and just did the exact same jump again. And I don't, I don't see how you don't vote for him for most improved again if he won it last year. Um, but it, the thing is, are people going to vote for him because he's already won it before? I think that's a big question, but um, if I had the vote, if I had a vote, well, it's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of like with the thing. Okay, Derrick Rose can't win most improved because he was an MVP. Well, I mean, he could win him, but no, that's that's something that people would say because yeah, and that's I mean, it just I don't think that's right. You know, it depends on your vote, like who your who has the vote, and like the actual person who likes the storylines and stuff like that. If you're just looking at stats, it's Pascal Siakam, but. But I mean, we, you know, these NBA awards are story-driven. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why I like Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham and both of them, Pascal and Devontae, both have great stories for this reward. Last but not least, let's get into those MVP candidates for the NBA. 
number one for me. We're just going to start off with that. I'm going with Luca. Luca is no doubt. You can see what he's done for that team. When he's not playing, that's a totally different team on the floor. He's a man, straight up. Yeah, um, Luca. Uh, Luca's my number one too. It's a little bit of a homer pick, but for, for both sure. of us. For but sure. I mean, you can't disagree that he's a top. At least, I mean, if you're really pushing it, he's still at third in MVP voting at 20 years old. I mean, he has a bright future ahead of him. But that, I mean, I'm we talk about story driven, and this yeah. is it. Yeah, story driven. Um, I don't think anybody has the story he does because if you're going this story driven award. I mean, Harden doesn't have the story. I mean, the top four MVP candidates right now on most websites is Giannis, LeBron, Luka, and Harden. And out of those four, the only people who have stories is Luka, and you could argue LeBron has a story because he's a little bit of Giannis. The, I mean, the he's our king, him. but um, our, I mean, Giannis doesn't have the story he, he this used year. It last year, yeah, you know, he it's... had his great um, Greek player comes into the NBA. Um, takes a little bit to develop, and then he just That's takes over the league. And um, you can't argue his stats are insane. Um, I think it'd be in my list. I have Luca, Giannis, LeBron tied with Giannis and Harden at a distance. Uh, Harden just put on a ridiculous amount of points. I don't. I mean, I think he's fourth, deservedly fourth. I, I mean, don't take don't take that as a I, jab at him. But I, I agree with you 100 percent. With I, I mean, I agree with the way you put those guys. Yeah, and um, I think it's. I don't. I think it's not. There's no clear MVP this year. And it's the, for the first time in a long time, it's a three man race. Like when it goes to the award race at this point, like it could be between three guys. And like last year, Paul George was the third guy, and you already had him ruled out. I mean, I think this year it'll be three guys coming into it, and there's not a guarantee that the third guy in the Vegas odds doesn't walk away with the award. That's and that's just exciting to me. Um, yeah, LeBron, he could win it. He's he, should, he hasn't slowed down, yeah. and that is so scary. He has the stats, he has the wins, and he has a little bit of a storyline with, a, hey, I'm still the top dog, and I'm coming out. I'm a 1,000 years old, and I just put up, you know, 50 points. Yeah, and, um, you know, I mean, come on. Giannis, he just has insane stats. And but um, out of these, that, out of these four, team. too, he's the only um, elite defensive player i mean lebron can play defense luca is not a liability by any means but he's not he's got a lot to work yeah on he's not stop he's not plugging anybody but Giannis, he it could win defensive player of the year i mean that's just something else he has that these four guys don't i'm not here to talk about harden on defense because I mean, <laughs> he's non-existent but um yeah um those are my those are the t- top four guys out of everybody's list and you can throw any a fifth guy sixth guy on there and you can go all the way down 10 I, if you want I, 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 i'm sure a lot of people might argue like you know, top five might have Anthony Davis. Yeah, but AD, he just he just hasn't stayed healthy. Yeah, and um, a lot of uh, AD, you argue a lot of AD's success is because of LeBron playing point guard. Yeah, and um, just him facilitating in the first three quarters, kind of how we talked about Jimmy Butler earlier, and he just takes over in the fourth. And uh, I think that shows a lot that LeBron is the MVP candidate for the Lakers because um, just in the fourth quarter, the way he plays, he's back like he's little lebron of years past like last year a lot of people were saying he was i never said when does it stop you know what i mean like he's still (laughs) fun to watch i did and that lakers team and if he if lebron doesn't play yeah it's hard for ad to kind of pick up all the pieces but um because ad's putting up 50 points if lebron's out yeah but they might lose 120 to 132 or something well, also, we were talking about um halfway point in the season. Um, what we didn't mention earlier was uh, 
the Bucks. If they keep this up, the rate they're at, they're projected to be a 70-plus win team. And if they win 70-plus games, no doubt about it, Giannis is the MVP. If he leads his team to 70-plus wins, and the way, just the way he comes in, he has like the Russell Westbrook mentality that he can come in to every game for 82 games and just have 100% mentality. And I think that motivates your team and makes you one of the most valuable players in the league. Uh, just the way he plays, um, hard every game, and they're on pace to win 70. That's insane. Now the Lakers, they're still on track to be high 60s. And um, you look at um, Luka and Harden, they might not have the amount of wins that either of those two teams are going to have, but uh, they're still going to be a 55-plus win team. And th- both th- of them. This is how LeBron's going to win MVP because that Lakers team doesn't have a good bench. Yeah, yeah, they don't have. It's a bunch of guys scrapped together because Kawhi wouldn't sign. Yeah, they have. They panic um, last second. You know, they get some guys. They, they bring some they bring NBA players, back. but they don't have a. I wouldn't call it a good bench, for sure. And you know they're the number one team in the West right now, and I think, you know, if that if that continues on and the Lakers end up, I mean, there's a good chance the Lakers could win seventy games. They're yeah. not far off from it, but. I think they're projected a 67 wins 66, right now. 67, you yeah. know, if they keep it up. But, I mean, but, they could get a roll. Exactly. Yeah. So, if LeBron is able to lead that team to 70 wins, I think LeBron gets it. But I don't – I think the last um, last bit of the year, if they've already clinched a top three seed, I think they're going to rest LeBron a little bit, get him ready for the playoffs. And so, that's why I don't think LeBron will win it. But, um, yeah, I think Luka – my pick's Luka. But, I mean, you could talk me into LeBron. You could talk me into Giannis. You could like talk me into Harden. But those are my three guys. It's tied for one, really. Yeah. I mean, Luka, Giannis, and LeBron, those are three guys that are going to change the, the speed of the game. They're going to change your game plan. I mean, you gotta, these are these are great guys. Yeah. All, all three of them, I mean, Luka's young and so is Giannis. But, respectively, I mean, they're going to go down to some of – all three of those players are going to go down to some of the top players of all time. Yeah, and um, – yeah, just the way they changed the game. Um, LeBron actually influenced Luca a lot, and that's the way he models his game after he says. And you know, and, and with Luca, you know, he, I mean, you know, Giannis was able to do this, and a lot of other guys. But you know, he's he's inspiring those those non American athletes. Yeah, that you know they want a ball, but the, and they don't know where to start. They don't know what to do. They don't even think they can. Some of them don't even think they could make it. But they're able to. They're able to look at Luca and look at this man. He's gonna win. I mean, he's an MVP candidate. I mean, shout out to David Stern. I mean, David Stern was uh, really high on bringing in foreign-born players, and uh, I don't think we have a Giannis or a Luca right now in the league if it wasn't for David Stern and the way he um, ran things as a commissioner. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm excited for that. I'm I'm glad that he was commissioner and brought uh, foreign-born players over a lot more, and uh, now we have a. Two guys that are foreign born in the MVP conversation, which is crazy. And if Luca wins it, he would shatter Derrick Rose's MVP record for youngest MVP, which would be crazy. But I mean, he's not far off. Even next year, he could win it and break the record. I think if it's not this year, it is next year. Yeah, and um, next year they'll they'll have more wins because KP. I mean, he took two years off. You look at Paul George; he took two years off, and he had kind of a first. A rough year that first year. Then the next year after that, he was an MVP, top three MVP candidate last year. And and not only that, it's you know they got room for another max contract. Yeah, I don't I don't think they sign anybody with this. I think they're waiting for twenty twenty one, and they're gonna swing for the fences with your Giannis's and all the players out of that um, class. We can get into a free agent um, debate later, but uh, 
yeah, they um they have money to throw around. Um, they're obviously going to pay Luca later down the line, so they'll be prepared for that. But yeah, they can offer they can offer a Drummond some money if they wanted to. They can offer anybody. They can offer some restricted free agents. They could offer anybody money, Trevor. They they, have, <laughs> they can throw some money. Well, I'm saying they, they, can they throw some money my way. They can. And I'll I will happily go play center and just stand there and get dunked on 100 percent of the time. They can. Uh, well, I'm saying they can. They can offer anybody. They can uh, hit them. The Hawks. Um, the Bulls have a max spot, I believe. But I mean, the Mavs are the most enticing team. They're young and they're ready to win a championship. You know? Yeah. yeah. They just need that extra piece. Yeah. All right. So, Luca for MVP? Yeah. Um, let's get it started now. Uh, and also, if you're not voting for him, uh, these I know it's coming up quick, but go vote for Luca in the All-Star game. Let's, get, let's make him the captain. Let's we- do it. Let's do it. If you have a Google Home, say, hey, Google, vote for Luka Doncic. Once a day, go ahead and do it. Yeah. And if, you, um, if you're ever bored, if you work on a computer at work, um, don't tell anybody this. That's Lakers fans are gonna vote for LeBron. Um, go into your Google, go to your Google Chrome on your phone or on your computer, and go into the incognito mode and go to NBA.com. Vote for Luka Doncic. Close the app or the what? What browser? Open it back up. Go into incognito. Vote, vote for, for Luka. Again. Just keep doing it for hours and hours if you have the time. Most of these days are double are double votes. And yeah, and so. also um, email us if you're voting for Luka. We want to know. Email us at uh, screentimesports at gmail.com if you're voting for Luca. I just want to embrace um, the Luca as captain motion. We just need to get it going. We really want him to be the captain. Um, he deserves to be the captain. He's a top dog, best player in the NBA, probably of all time. So let's get him as a captain. Let's go. Thank you guys for listening to the Screen Time Sports podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media, Facebook at Screen Time Sports. And on Twitter, STS Podcast underscore. We want to hear from you guys, so make sure to send us those emails at screentimesports at gmail.com. Vote for Luca.